Hello, and welcome to episode number 33 of HearthCast.com, a podcast for the average World of Warcraft player recorded especially for you on May 13th, 2010, with your host, Root. And Freckleface. In this episode, we're going to talk about 10 things you need to know before raiding. We're also going to go over Root's auction house tip and fishing for wishes. I'd like to give a quick shout out to all of our guildmates over on Whisperwind. Uh, they'll be the people in the Titans Warriors. And, of course, ALF or ALF. And could not have a show uh, possible without our, our kind folks at Taverncraft. And, of course, our people at Swagdog. I am decked out in my army green shirt that you thought I was wearing last week. I'm wearing it this week. And uh, we do have a special shout-out this week as well to my Stormwind Stalker. Uh-oh. So you'll hear more about that a little bit later in the show. As always, if you uh, want to go check out our website, it's over at www.hearthcast.com. Our email address, should you wish to contribute to the show, is contribute at hearthcast.com. You can find the show on iTunes, it's underneath WoW or WoW Podcast, Auction House, Auction House Tips, Gold Making, and a lot of other things. If you want to participate in the show or just give us your thoughts or comments, you can give us a call on, on our Hearthcast hotline at 321-558-7637. And, of course, you can always follow us on Twitter. That would be twitter.com forward slash Hearthcast. And when you are on our website, please, please, please take our survey. So, Freckleface, what's going on with you this week? Well, I had two big things in the world going of Warcraft. for me this week in the World of Warcraft. <laughs> um, two big things on my mage, my mage Vanilla. You know, last week um, it was winding down Children's Week and I needed one last thing. Yeah, you were to a little upset about all that. You were... I was. I was stressing out because I was thinking, hey, if I don't get this, I don't get my Drake for another year. It's you crazy. It. That's true. Another year. And it was making me sad. It was making me upset. So I was trying to do Battlegrounds as much as I could. I think I probably did about 20 different Eye of the Storms. Wow. Um, but what happened was Saturday morning, someone got the flag and brought it to a base that we hadn't finished capping it. So he was just holding it. And I noticed that he didn't have an orphan out. So I just said and say, orphan? And he's like, oh, you want the flag? I was like, please. So he dropped it. Let me pick it up. Nice. And what was funny about that, as soon as um, we finished capturing the base, I capped the flag. And he got yelled at because apparently I had capped it when the horde was surrounding the middle. So they were then able to immediately pick up the flag and then take it and get more points. Oops. Um, but you got what you wanted, right? I got what I wanted. I didn't, and I did say in Battleground chat, like, hey, guys, I'm sorry. I just got hasty because I'm trying to do this all week. Um, so did want to give a shout out to, that was Ravager and Deathicus. So you wouldn't call that unethical? No. You wouldn't? Okay, just check. No, I wouldn't. I mean, just, but anyways. Just check. So anyways, what, one person was kind enough to give that to me. I don't think it would have gotten otherwise. So I was very pleased. And who was that again? Another shout out for that person. So I would Ravager. Find, and where's he from? Deathicus. There you go. So Ravager, cool man. That's, that's, that's good looking out on you there, buddy. So I earned the title Matron. Matron Vanilla. You're now Matron Vanilla. Matron Vanilla. And I discovered a glitch. Okay. With this new title. Not the new title. But have you ever seen pygmy oil? Yes. Have you ever drank it enough to turn you into a little pygmy pygmy gnome? If you drink, like, between five and ten stacks of it, like, for anything, it keeps getting smaller and smaller until you just turn into this, like, decked out gnome. Nice. Um, But what happens now when I do that, it changes my gender. And then I get this notification saying, I've lost the title matron, and I've gained the title patron. Okay. And then while I'm pigmified, my slave boy refers to me as sir. Nice. 
And I've been trying to find other... There's really not that much in the game that really identifies you by your gender. There's really not. Not normally just your class and race and... Your appearance, yeah. but you can't... I tried to go in the barbershop, but you can't go in the barbershop because you're shape-shifted. Oh. Um, but I just thought that was funny. I was like, it's changing my gender. And my little gnome thing is a female, so I don't know why it thinks it's changed me from male to female. I don't know. As soon as I cancel the effect, it changes me back to matron. Huh. I think it's funny. That is funny. So, so I have a little glitch that there. That goes even more into my thing I was saying a couple of weeks ago about when you're playing, what gender you're playing, and if you should tell people what gender you really are. Yeah. So. I mean, and nobody can really tell it's a glitch because if I put on my little title patron. Then you're patron. I am, but nobody can tell that I'm actually female because I'm in shape-shifted form. That's just crazy. It's weird. So the other big thing. I got my name changed. Freckleface's name changed. So Freckleface is now spelled correctly? It's spelled correctly. It was all thanks to our caller last week. We love our caller. He suggested that I send a note to GM, which I did that. I put it in on a Thursday. I got an email back on a Tuesday. And just said, hey, I was able to change your name for you. You should be able to see it the next time you log in. That oh, was that's it. That's cool. Um, and that just made me really happy. That would. That's a, that's a good thing. And I didn't have to pay for the name change. See, my whole plan was I was going to, like, stalk out this name, right? right? I had the person on my friends list. I would check as often as I remember. And as soon as I didn't see anymore, apply for the name change, which is $10. Right. But this way, didn't have to do that. I guess they're just name squatting. and the guy probably said, hey, you're out of here. Apparently. Or maybe they just fired him for name change. Something. Who knows? Something. Well, that's good. That's good news. That's that's awesome news for you. That's very good news. So, see, you know, we put out this podcast, but it's really, it's our listeners who help us. Right. I mean, well, where would we be without our people who write in and call in and everything like that? We'd just be talking to the microphones. Yeah, it would be. Which is eerie. So we're glad we do have our loyal fan base, who sometimes... And helpful and knowledgeable yeah, fan I'll base. Yeah, sometimes a lot smarter than we are oh, when yes. it comes to these types of things. So that's always very cool. So, Root, what's been going on with you this week? Well, really this week I've been concentrating a lot on just auction house stuff. Number one, I haven't had a lot of uh, free time. And number two is um, basically a little bit of a computer issue at the house. So oh. nothing major. It'll, just, it'll get resolved probably by this week. I just haven't had a lot of time to sit down and devote to fixing it. So, um, so really what I've been doing is scanning the auction house and doing some quick buys and quick sells. And... Um, Looking for some different things over in, in Stormwind, which I really never done before. I used to stay away from Stormwind and just kind of hang out in either Iron Forge, well, pretty much Iron Forge for the auction house there, or I would run to some other cities, but pretty much always camp out in Iron Forge. But I decided Stormwind's to, my favorite. Yeah, it's it's all right. No, I'm starting to get the hang of it, and I'm starting to find. You know, I'm going to talk about some of those items here up in my auction house tip. Um, but here I'm running around Stormwind, and some guy, and I don't remember his name, and I'm sorry that I don't, but he like starts following me. Everywhere I go. And at first I thought it was like you, because you did it to me one time a long time ago. And I thought I could, like, I had my head like it was like a little baby rogue or something, and I thought I could be invisible and hide. You're like, dude, I can still see you. <laughs> so that didn't work. But so I'm thinking, I was like, I was like, I was like, frack of A's, leave me alone, and it wasn't you. No, it wasn't. And, well, no, I, I could tell. Because many other persons, like, everywhere I'm going, this person is, like, following me. They're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Are you can you make money with that? And so finally, I start telling the guy, you know what? It's a really easy way to make money in the game. You just go up to the guard, you target the guard, and do a slash beg, and they'll give you gold. Now, <laughs> the old it's an old that's an old uh, EverQuest thing, 
Really? Yeah, but if you beg, beg at the guards, the guards attack you in every quest. So, <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and the guy, like, turned around to go, I'm like, hey, there's a guard right over there. And he, like, turned around and I ran. <laughs> so. <laughs> what you should have done is told him to make a macro and then told me how to do it, like, a hundred times. hundred times. Yeah, you can do it a hundred times. I'll give you five gold. Just keep at it. Keep <laughs> at it. But yeah, that might have been unethical of me. It might have been. But anyhow, that's uh, that was about it. That's all I can pretty much did this week. Um, Blizzard's got some cool news this week, though. Really? What's that? Well, if you didn't notice, the Mohawk grenades are back. I did notice that. I get hit with those things every time we go to the auction house. <laughs> that's about right. They take up my whole, like, half my body. Because, uh, yeah, we're a little gnome. A little gnome. With the big old Mohawk head. The Mohawk ears. Yeah, it know. just looks weird, doesn't it? It really does. It's so, like nine elf ears and a gnome body. It's just too big. But they're just back for a limited time, thankfully. Because mm-hmm. um, they're cute, but I find them kind of annoying because they serve no real purpose other than annoy people. To me, I don't know, they're, they're, they're a nice um, gimmick for the game. Uh, and that's about the entire purpose of them. I mean, they're fun when you're really, really bored. But I don't think a game needs to put items in it just to have fun when you're bored. That says something about the game sometimes. Anyhow. Well, um, it's all tying into their advertising, though. Yeah, I mean, I know. And then it gets people, but, you know, you still... It's buzz marketing. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I know somebody you should talk to about that. Um, or but, shouldn't talk to. Or shouldn't talk to, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, also, in the news, uh, the Cataclysm Closed Beta is, is starting up. Um, so if you want to get opted in and eligible as a potential candidate, you're going to need, of course, your... Um, World of Warcraft license from your game attached to Battle.net account. If you haven't already done that, you should be doing that anyhow, and you should go get an authenticator to protect your account anyhow. Um, and you just have to go into your Battle.net account, you know, hook up your World of Warcraft account to the Battle.net account, and then you need to make sure that your current system specifications are uploaded to the beta profile settings page. And you have to let them know uh, to check what you want to be interested in, what beta product you want to test. So what they're looking for is a wide range of systems um, to to test Cataclysm on. So if you've got an unusual PC, whether it be a real, real high-end or a real, real low-end or whatever the case might be, chances of getting selected for the closed beta are really high right now. So go ahead and do that. Um, and then they, they have a little pun in their little news thing that says, so get your opt-in set up, updated and ready. We're working real hard to get this beta going soon. Uh. Ouch. So. <laughs> I like puns like that, though. That made yeah. me laugh. Something should. So, checking the email, we got probably now our last email from Chillheart, which makes me kind of sad. So Not our last email from Chillheart. Maybe Just well, on for this, this subject. subject. Okay, well, I'll give it that. And um, what Chillheart says is Chillheart here, I think we've taken the conversation about as far as it can, so I'll do my best to make this a summation of sorts. First, I found it interesting that you finally were at least considering what value the trade might have given your, your counterpart. Ultimately, however, it sounds like what it is. The vague excuses of someone trying to convince, if not otherwise, at least themselves. If you gave good value for value, why did you become angry as soon as you found out you were throwing the items right on the auction house? And why would the transaction have taken place at all if you stated your intentions from the beginning? It would probably be more intellectually honest if you had just said you're not interested in ethics, that you're simply a trade to get whatever you want, however you can get it. Some folks are just about what they can get away with and use the laws or guidance. If it's legal, it must be okay. And if it's not quite legal but no one is looking, well, that works too. Ultimately, whether to follow ethical or legal or no guidelines is a choice we all make. Why do I choose to be ethical? Short term, I may lose out on a few times. 
Uh, but in the longer terms, I'm more honest and more relaxed. And the people around me are too because I attract other ethical people and because we set examples for each other. Frankly, dealing with unethical people wears me out. But they're fun to listen to, chill hard. Oh, and there should definitely be a banking class in the game. Well, I kind of agree that we've kind of taken this one as far as it goes. And I still don't, you know, there's nothing unethical about what I did. I still don't see it. So we'll just kind of so, leave it as we're not seeing eye to eye. And it's fine. But so, we've, you know, we've really enjoyed this feedback. It has been. It's been a fun little tirade to go back and forth. So, Chillheart, if you think of anything else you want to give us feedback on, yeah, that's not you know, that's so. more on the you know ethical sidelines, if you will. So I'll, I'll probably beat up the whole you know calling me unethical in a game for a little bit longer, just because I'll get you know I like that and kind of I find it funny. But you know we'll go we'll go from there. And anyhow, thanks for emailing in. And uh, keep those comments coming. So our main content this week, Frankleface is going to bring us about 11 or so reasons, or things rather, that you need to do if you're a casual player and you're interested in getting in on raids. And it's kind of stuff that you probably should be doing so you don't look like a total noob uh, when you walk into the raid and get confused for the very first time. So Frankleface, what do you have for us this week in the World of Warcraft? Right. Well, the reason why I wanted to talk to talk about this is, you know, with the looking for randoms, looking for dungeon, whatever you want to call it, and the new uh, weekly raids that people are just pugging, I think you can get a lot farther in the game now by yourself than you could before in other expansions. I totally agree. So I think you'll have a lot of people who are going to be pretty well geared but all of a sudden finding that they need to get in a guild to be able to do in-game content. Okay. Which is pretty much where I'm at now. So there are some things that you need to know before, you know, whether you're raiding for the first time or it's your first time raiding with the guild. Just a few things you need to know. First of all, what days and times your guild raids. And hopefully you know that before you even join the guild so that you know it fits in your schedule. Right, because a lot of times you get into a guild and you find out they're on the opposite side of the planet that you're on. Right, so or they just, they start up raids when you're getting ready to go to bed. Right, like and 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, or so. Whatever. Or whatever. This, you know, it doesn't work out. Um, second thing is, you need to know how to reserve your spot. Do they use the in-game calendar? Do they have a website they all rely on? Do they have minimum requirements? Gear score, achievements, DPS, healing, whatever. Number three, you need to know how long they run for. Did they go for two hours, three hours? But whatever you're planning on, make sure you have an extra hour cushion. So you recommend an hour additional in your planning schedule? Yeah, I'm saying like the guild calendar says, okay, we're going to be raiding from 8.30 to 11. Make sure you're ready till midnight. Right, because what happens is, 8.30, maybe they'll start inviting, right. but there's not enough people, they have to get people there, and people aren't ready to start. By the time you start... It's now to 10 o'clock. Exactly. So you want to give yourself an hour so that you're not just saying, hey, I gotta go, and then you miss out on right. whatever you That's doing. what happened to me last time we tried to get in with the guild raid. They said 8 o'clock, I'm available at 8. It was like 9.30 before the raid got started, and I'd already was like, well, I'm done. Yeah. I'm out. Later's. So if you're going to be serious, you can try to raid for any game content, you need at least... An extra hour cushion in the plan time. Fourth thing you need to know is what looting system they use and how that system works. Just need on everything. 
Well, you really don't have that option because you have a master looter and our guild uses what they call KSK and it's like a bidding system. Like you bid for something and every time you bid and you don't get something, it it bumps you up in the list. I would just need everything anyhow. You can't. I would say it in guild chat. I'd be like, I mean raid chat. In the raid I warning think, I chat. think you're giving bad advice here, Root. In raid, you know, the this raid bong. I'd th- be like, I need that. <laughs> the raid warning. You can't even do that if you're not a raid leader. Oh. You silly. I'd try. I'd try to give bad advice. <laughs> Just be quiet and let me talk. <laughs> I kid. Which actually brings to number five. You probably won't be able to greed on anything. I can need it. It, does, it doesn't say need. Okay, here's a scenario for you. All right. A little while back, we were doing TOC 25. Okay. Trial of Crusader. Yep. A purple leatherworking I, I recipe it. drop. Yeah, I need that. <laughs> you don't need it. You can't use it. Oh, I still need it because oh. it looks cool. I got a friend who could use it. How's it going to look cool? I got a friend who could use it. Well, this is my whole point. Even if you want it because you're like, oh, I can take that. I can put that in the auction house for 800 gold. You think you're going to be able to roll on it like versus the 20 other people and like have a chance to get it? No. I got a 1 out of 20 chance. Nope. You don't get that. Well, I can meet on it. Probably what they'll do is if no one can use it and they'll say, okay, if you take that, you have to learn it right now. Even if you're at level 4, 440 and it requires level 450. If you can't, lear- if you you can't, can't learn, learn it, it you right can't then, it. you can't take it. Right. And they'll put it in the guild bank, which is typically locked. Ooh. So be prepared for that. So you, one, that's the you thing may, you need to know. So you may see some like Uber gear drop, and you really don't. They just you don't have a chance for it. Possibly. Wow, I'd still need them. You would. All right, number six. You need to know that you might not be able to need on something, even if it is an upgrade for you. Okay. Why okay. Not? Same scenario. Can't use it. No, I'll give you another example. Like um, you and I, we are caster DPS, yes. right? Yes. Yep. So there are items that will give spirit and mana regen as well as spell power and stamina and everything else. Right. But those are healer stats. Right. So a ring may drop and we're in ICC and it's got better stats than my ring. It's higher gear score, higher spell power. But it's better for a healer. Right. So I can't roll on it. Right. So you have to be aware of that. Now, can you, or does this tell you you don't roll on this? They tell you not to. Okay. They can retract your bid. That's the thing. The master looters are in control uh, of everything. Oh, okay. I see. If you I bid on you something now. that you can't, they can be like, oh, this admin has retracted it. Ooh. Oh. You say that as if you have experienced this. I've seen it. Okay. And it's usually by mistake. I've never seen anyone get in a fight over anything. So beware just because something looks like it's better for you, you still might not get it if it's not specifically for your... Class. And you know, in all honesty, when I've been in at least guild situations where we've been on a raid and something has dropped that I've needed, um, I'm usually the last person to know I'm the one that needs it. Yeah, you are. That's pretty funny. <laughs> it's usually like... It's just like, Root, why did you not need on that? Yeah, I'm like, oh. You're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, also, on that point, you know, we don't have off specs, you and I, because we play Major or Warlock, but right. a lot of classes do. And if it's even if it's something that's great for your off spec, you don't get to roll on that until there's nobody who can use it for the main spec, and then you get to. So it's a major. It's, it's a pecking order of how you get to loot on things. Absolutely pecking order. All right, number seven. You need to know that you may wipe many times. Yes. And the reason why this is is because you can't go in there with the same mindset of a pug, where 
if you wipe twice, you know, you just you blame quit, the healer and you're go out away. of there. Yeah. No, I mean, everyone's practicing, everyone's going through new content, and you the only way to get better is just to keep doing it. Right, you figure out what doesn't work, and then you change that and go do something else. Exactly. So you have to be prepared to not throw in the towel if you don't down the boss right away. All right, number eight, you need to know what buffs you need and are expected to give. Which most people should know that by the time they get updated, by the time they're ready to raid. Um, but I remember the first time I went into something, I didn't know I was supposed to have a flask. Know your roll. Know your roll, but you also need to have your flask. That's what I'm saying. No, I just come in, buff. and as a warlock, I give everybody unending breath. And they go, what are you doing? I'm like, it's my buff, man. It's my buff. <laughs> hey, I'm sure they'll need that after the expansion. It's going to be all underwater and whatnot. Yeah, there, I mean, there are places it comes in handy. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I say that in jest, and I do throw it off on people just in the middle of nowhere. And sometimes people go, cool. Like, I was on, a, on I think I was on a ship, I think going to Northern, and I cast Unending Breath on some guy, and he jumped off, which I thought was funny, but. Just like, yay, I can breathe. I'm underwater, and I'm going to go check Scuba the diving. Yeah, so yeah. later. And I have cast it, like, on people where I see him, like, like fishing and trying. It looks, like looks like they're doing, like, a, I don't know, fishing for something. Oh, I know what it was. On um, uh, the daily quest uh, for the walrus, we have to go get the 25, or not 25, you get, like, 14 fish. And you go leave the one walrus to other walrus and they fall in love. Oh, yeah. Yeah, on that one, I cast. I see people out there all the time, so I cast on the underneath breath on them. That's oh, not that's a great helpful. thing. But yeah. That's helpful. But I know what you're saying. I mean, as a warlock, I know I'm going to be soul stoning somebody. I don't want to be summoning some people. I know when you're putting out the, uh, the, the health, health stones. stones. So, I mean, I know I what's expected. I always hate it when warlocks don't put out the health stones. Hey, I know what's expected of me. I know my role. Yeah. So, I don't do much. Right, but you also need to know, like, what buffs you need, because if you're in a group of three paladins, kind of got to keep track of what blessings are on you and what, right. you, what you need that's not on you. I need kings. Mm-hmm. Number nine, you need to know how to listen and follow instructions. That's probably my biggest problem right there. Listening? And following, following instructions. A little bit of both. I mean, come on. Um, and one thing you got to understand is, like, the person who's the raid leader, they may sound like your grandmother and just irritate you. They may sound like someone who's young enough to be your kid. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you could be like eight Either years way. old going, dude, you need to stand right here, okay? It's like, I asked for a hunter to do a misdirect, and there was no hunter that didn't misdirect. What's up with that? Right. You know. Um, now listen here, Shani. You so stand right there. <laughs> it's partly listening and partly just kind of. It's a lot of swallowing of egos yeah, sometimes, Yeah, putting too, your ego too. aside just to be able to follow the raid leader. Now, we had a good raid leader in our old server, um, Randy, which I can't think of his character name, and that's okay. Atreyu. Okay, yeah, well, there you go. I didn't like that. I don't like it when people, like, don't come up with, like, really cool original names. You mean because he stole from NeverEnding Story? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that, but I digress. But he was an awesome raid leader. But it's a good thing to reference from. I guess so. He's still an awesome raid leader. Because, yeah, he's a good raid leader. Because he would tell you, he knew the content, and he would tell you, you stand right here, and you're going to do X, Y, Z, and then, all right, cool. And the next time we went through it, I knew what I was supposed to do. So. All right, number 10, you need to know as much as possible about the fights before going in, especially if it's a scheduled raid. Now, if, if they, people kind of throw stuff together and you go, hey, I want to go even though I've never been, yeah, you can kind of get away with not knowing what you're doing. But if you know ahead of time, okay, Thursday night, I'm going to... Go do this, then. Then you have some time to go look up the fight. Right now, the best resource for this is Wow Wiki. Okay. And what they'll do is break down the different mobs' abilities. 
what they cast, the strategies, where you're supposed to stand. It'll also show what they drop and then break that down by this is caster and cloth or this is uh, male DPS. So you know what you're, where you're going, what you're doing, and what you could possibly get. Yes, what you can loot. Um, also, watching videos is helpful. Okay, yeah, I've seen some of those. And up my last one, number 11, what you need to know is how to turn down people and vent. Just say no thank you. No, I mean turn oh. like turn them down like they're too loud oh. to turn them down. And this is such a big thing because they'll have some people come in. Yeah, there's, yeah, they're they're not and loud then, enough. They and get then some you, people's completely overdriven when it comes yeah. to the microphone. And then, like, you hear some quiet, so you kind of crank up your volume. And, and then they come out and then right? And then someone comes in. <laughs> someone comes to that and you're like, whoa, okay, let me turn it down. Um, so it's really helpful to know how to adjust individuals' volumes. Now, see, my problem with that, and I know you're about to go over how to do it. Uh-huh. My problem is when I'm running um, the application, you know, uh, World of Warcraft full screen in the Mac, for me to do that, I'd have to quit the game. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you're on a Mac. I know. I'm on Windows. What uh, I need to do is just go ahead and switch over to uh, run uh, Vent on my uh, Ubuntu box next to it. But yeah, as that's I said what, earlier, that's, that's a little I... bit of a problem right now. Now, now with Vent, just the whole Ubuntu system is kind of, the upgrade didn't go well for me. Yeah, 10, that's what 10. I should. is being new. Oh. It's okay. It'll be oh, better. Okay. Well, that's what I should do is actually have my Vent running on the computer because right now, I can't see who's talking because I can't see the window. Right. So then I have to guess who talked last. Who was that? Person? Sometimes I go into Ray Chat and be like, "Who was that? That's so loud!" And then they tell me <laughs> that I go in and turn them down. Um. So how do you turn some people? You know, they're. All right. So you're in Vent. You're looking at the right. list of people in the channel. Okay. It's kind of weird setup. You right click on their name. Mm-hmm. And then you select miscellaneous. And that will open up something else, and you click on special effects. And then once you have that box open, you'll see, I think this is volume. Click on volume, click add, and then it'll pop up this thing that has a slider. And you just turn that slider on down. Now, for our, our listening audience that doesn't know what Vent is, it is a voice exchange server. So you can basically voice chat with other people. And it is a lot better than the built-in voice system that Blizzard has. Uh, uses a lot less system resources. The game works a lot better, and you have, you know, you have your own little rooms you can go into. And as Frank Price has said, there are some administrative controls that go along with that particular um, application. All right, so that's a lot of cool tips for our our listeners. A lot of things you need to know before you actually go get into a raid, and um, there's a lot of good advice to take in there with you, so you don't go in empty-handed and not knowing what you're supposed to do, or you know some things not to do to get your whole raid killed. Right. So that's cool. And, you know, and take that with a grain of salt because I still have, don't have that much experience with raiding. Um, but well, that's you, what I've learned so far. If you have any tips that you guys can share with us, feel free to you know, email them in or call or uh, you know, hit our submission form on our website, and we, we'll share those in the coming weeks. Well, speaking of tips, what is your auction house tip for us this week, Root? Well, my auction house tip for you this week is that you should just basically learn to buy what people need and what people will pay extra gold for. And I'm going to try to make this as as ethical as possible because it really isn't anything unethical about this. 
And we've kind of talked about this before. This is kind of a two-part tip, and one of the, the, the part coming up is even bigger than this part. Well, you and I have talked about this before, where if you know somebody or, or a particular skill set or recipe calls for a particular item, those items, while they're available to get from the vendor, uh, you are actually providing a service and therefore can upcharge for it by taking those items from the vendor and placing them in the auction house for somebody to purchase. Therefore, everything's at one location, and they don't have to go to two or three locations to get what they're looking for. Now, we're talking about items such as uh, a skin of dwarven stout, or a coarse thread, or fine thread, a, a flagon of mead, some refreshing spring water, uh, some other items that sell real well, salt, coal, mild spices, silken thread, uh, any vials empty or, or leaded vials, light parchment, copper rods... Those all sell really, really well, and they're available directly from either a, a vendor or merchant. Now, typically what I do to get these things is I go, this is my major tip. I'll go visit the main cities. That's what got me with a Stormwind. And I go over and I talk to the guards. And the guards tell you just exactly where the profession trainers are. Like, okay, so let me start at the top. Where's this profession trainer? They're way over here. It's like, okay, let me run all in. That's what I don't like about Stormwind is you, you got to run really far. I don't like that. Anyhow. So I go over to wherever that profession trainer is, and, and very if that profession trainer doesn't have something to sell, there's somebody right next to them that has those supplies. And so you get those supplies. And you stock up on, you know, like the stuff I just mentioned, you know, the threads, the salt, spices, vials, uh, parchment. You stock up on that kind of stuff, and then take that with you to the auction house. Now, the bigger tip, the one tip that, you, that, that I make a lot of money off, a lot of gold off of, I should say, not money, gold, is that a lot of times these vendors or the trainers themselves or the suppliers next to the trainers will have limited quantity items. You know, I've talked about this before, and I just want to reinforce this as a major tip. If you get these limited quantity items, and they'll have a little gold number beside them, one, two, threes, whatevers, buy them out completely, especially if it's one, it's, it's easy. But if it's like two or three, buy them out. Because those limited quantity items, now we're talking about the law of supply and demand. So you get those limited quantity items, and you go throw those up on the auction house. Now, some will sell well, and some won't. The reason some sell well and some don't sell well is there are some people who will go through on a daily basis, and they'll buy these limited quantity items, and then they'll wait until the you know, weekend or whatever and put them all up at the same time. And that's never a good idea. No. Um, now, here's my favorite, and I'll give this away. I've got a video of it that... I'll see if I can't get up on the website because it's, it's kind of fun. In Ironforge, it's my favorite thing to do. And this is how, how ethical I am. I'll share my biggest secret. In Ironforge, if you come out of the auction house, so you're running towards the, you're the bank, and you hang a left, and you go through the little hole in the wall, that's a little tunnel that leads to the forge. You know, Just like if you go to the one on the right, it leads to the forge, and you go to the flight point. If you go to the one on the left, it leads to the forge, and you immediately hang a left. If you go down three buildings, you'll see the little uh, marquees hanging on the outside. You want the marquee for the tailor shop. So you go into the tailor shop, and on the top floor in the tailor shop, there's a little guy who stands there, and he's wearing a little tuxedo. He sells the pattern for the tuxedo shirt, the tuxedo jacket, and the tuxedo pants. He also sells a pattern for a mage weave shirt and something else. The tuxedo shirt pants and jacket you get for like four silver a piece 
and they're typically selling, at least on our server right now, for about 20 gold apiece. So that's major, major, you know, uh, turnaround with your, with your gold. So you get a lot of profit on that. Now here's the cool part. Now that you're upstairs with this guy, you just bought your tuxedo, shirt, pants, and jacket. If you go out the window in front of him, you're on like the little terrace, and you hang a right, and you run straight off that terrace, you'll notice there's not even a little, there's not even a wall, there's not a, a gate to hold to stop you. You run straight off. You hit the ground running, because <laughs> you're still running. And you go up the next staircase directly in front of you. And it goes up to a two-story building. You, you go into the second story. When you come into that room, if you just go straight over the balcony, don't even bother with the stairs. And as soon as you hit the ground, you turn around, and now, you know, there's a guy standing there. And there's a guy by the loom, and there's some other guy uh, doing some other stuff. But these are tailor guys. And there's one guy standing there, and he sells a limited quantity item of a leather ball. The pattern for the leather, leather ball. Now, what this little leather ball does is when people get it, they can throw it at you. And it ends up sticking in your inventory until you throw it to somebody yeah, else. Yeah. So it is a fun, you know, just like I said, just like the, 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 you know, it's another fun waste of time in the world, in the game. But it's a limited quantity item. So you pick that up for a couple of silver and it sells for about 20 gold as well. And then you run back up and go to the auction house. Now, I've spent, what, 16, 20 silver? And I'm going to pull in 60 to 80 gold off of that transaction alone. And you'll find when, once you start doing this, you'll find that a lot of other people on your server do this and so it's not a major trick now what I have found out is I thought when I was over in Stormwind you know what I bet since the tuxedo has sold so well I bet you the wedding dress will sell equally as well did it no no not at all <laughs> I guess people aren't that interested in wearing a, a wedding gown well probably because for the guys tux is about snazzy as you can get for the girls, there are prettier dresses in the wedding dress. Oh, is that what it is? I think that's what it is. That's probably what it is. They should make bridesmaid dresses that should be, like, hideous. Because <laughs> that would be dresses. funny. Because that would be more realistic. It would be very realistic. <laughs> it would be funny, and people would buy them and go, my gosh, this should be, like, a random hideous pattern. And it, you should you should just get it. You know, the goblins could sell the, the, the bridesmaid hideous dress machine or something. Because that would be funny. The little description would say, no one's going to outshine you on your day. There you go. <laughs> That's awesome. Is that why bridesmaid dresses are so hideous? Oh, yeah. Okay, I always know. Yeah, now you know. Now I know. I think my wife's uh, bridesmaid dresses, when she picked the pattern, she purposely picked the pattern that people could make pillows out of. That's a hard <laughs> thing to say. Because uh, my sister, I'm pretty sure she made pillows out of her bridesmaid's dress. So, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> it's it's amazing, isn't it? It is an amazing little tidbit of information that you get from Root's auction house tip. So yeah, that's 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 where we're at. All right, so we're gonna move on. We haven't done this segment in a while. Fishing for wishes. Have I told you it's my favorite segment lately? You do you say that about everything I do now? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> you are. But anyways, Fishing for Wishes is where we talk about the different coins that come out of the dollar and fountain. And when you say we, you mean you. I mean me. Talk about the different coins that come out of the dollar and fountain that are inscribed with a wish from an NPC in the game. From a character in the game. So this one is Lady Katrana Prestor's golden coin. 
Ooh. Ooh. And inscribed on the coin, it says, Listen, little wishing fountain, you'll give me all your power if you know what's good for you. That doesn't sound very nice. No, it's not very nice. I don't think I'd call her a lady. Well, just a few facts about where this comes from. She was a lord on noble, Lady Prestor, and an advisor for the king. Okay. And she was the one who kept reinforcements out of Red Ridge and Duskwood. Now, I don't know if you remember, but if you if you're a human and you do this the quest chain, the whole uh Goldstar Westfall yeah. Red Redridge, you get this long quest chain where you're going back and forth, kind of flying around in the Griffin, and both people in Red Ridge and Duskwood say to you, Hey, we're suffering out here. We need the king to give us some reinforcements, he needs to send us some army. Gotcha. Go tell them we need some help. You go to tell them, you get denied. They said, no, we don't have enough people. Mm. Can't help you. Fend for yourself. Mm. That's because all the people needed to fight that sea dragon in the back of Stormwind. What? <laughs> it's another quest. It's an What's awesome... sea dragon? Maybe it's another place. There's a sea dragon. you got to fight it. I did when I was like... That's a... crazy. Yeah, I'm telling you. I've done it. According to WowBiki, the reason why you don't get reinforcements is because of Lady Prester. She just hates her people. She, hate, she hates. She hates. She's people. a hater. But the reason why is because she's actually a dragon. Lady Prester is her human form. In her dragon form, she is a Nixia. So she has a dragon form? Yeah. So she's a dragon. Or she's a dragon and she's a human form. Oh. And what's interesting is that she used to be an NPC in Stormwind as a human. But after the patch 3.02, which is the one where Vathalich King came out, she disappeared. Dun, dun, dun. Which the presumption is that, you know, Nixie used to be the in-game content. Right. After that, you know, all the adventurers have killed Nixia. They move past that. She's dead. So, therefore, she's no longer there. Interesting. So, that's Fishing for Wishes. I like that. If you need to know more, WowWiki. I love, WowWiki is great for lore. And you know what? It really is. Next week, our subject matter for next week is going to be talking about resources outside of WoW that we can use to better our understanding of the game. Uh, we, you know, a couple weeks ago, we had that email where the guy's like, hey, my, my brother thinks it's cheating because I use these guides. Well, there's stuff that you can get that's more in-depth than the guides that are out there. And so we're going to talk about that, kind of like WowWiki, WowHead, ThoughtBot, sites like that. Free stuff. Yes, yeah, uh, definitely free stuff. You know, stuff where you can go learn a lot of stuff about the game, uh, get a lot of information to better your uh, playing of the game. So that brings us to the end of our show. Thanks for listening. Don't forget you can check out the website at www.hearthcast.com. Remember, the Hearthcast hotline is 321-558-7637 or you can email us at contribute at hearthcast.com. If you don't want to email us, you can use our website submission form, which is what Chillheart has done so so aptly over these uh, last couple weeks. And if you like the show, then please let us know. You can rate us on iTunes, send us email, Tell your friends and your guildmates. If you link to us from your blog, Facebook, MySpace, or other account, we'll give you a link back. Or if you want to give us some anonymous feedback, take our Survey Monkey survey. And don't forget to check out swagdog.com and taverncraft.com. Yeah, and they got, well, these swagdogs got a cool guild, so check them out too. There's information. The swagdogs. Yeah, there's information about them on their website. So until next time, this has been Root and Freckleface for HearthGas.com. Money, 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 always sunny in a rich man's world. Oh, 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 oh.
hard to find But I can't get him off my mind Ain't it sad And if he happens to be free I bet he wouldn't fancy me That's too bad So I must leave I have to go To Las Vegas I'm not cold I win a fortune in a game My life will never be the same Man's world.